Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Passion Project, the podcast about passionate people and the things that drive them. I'm your host, Taylor Reed, and thank you guys again for joining us on another episode of Passion Project. We really appreciate all the love and support you guys have poured into this um, podcast, and I just uh, love and appreciate all of our listeners so much, so thank you guys for tuning in another week. We really appreciate it. Um, As I say every week, if you haven't, please go follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at passionproject.pod. If you want to shoot us an email, please do so at passionprojectpod.org at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Suggest a guest. Ask any questions. Do your whole thing. We'd love to hear from you guys. I also have a incredible announcement, amazing announcement this week. Uh, We, Passion Project, here at Passion Project, are now uh, available on two more streaming platforms. That is going to be Google Podcasts and um, SoundCloud. So if you guys um, don't have the ability to listen on Spotify or Apple, which is where we've been streaming normally, we are now on those two streaming platforms Um, SoundCloud and Google Podcast. You can find us at Passion Project on those. Um, If you also need the links, you can go to our website, passionprojectpod.org, and find the links there as well. So we're super excited about that and um, have some exciting announcements to come in the next couple episodes as well. So can't wait for you guys to tune in for that and hear it. On this week's episode, we have... Such a lovely guest. Um, She is uh, an old friend from college and just a wonderful human being. Um, Her name is Kimberly Camacho, and you guys probably know her or should know her from TikTok. Um, Recently, over the pandemic, she um, kind of went a little viral with her TikTok videos, which we're, of course, going to talk about. Um, We discuss a lot about mental health. Uh, which we're both passionate about, and um, yeah, I'm excited for you guys to hear um, all about her upbringing and um, kind of where she plans to go in the future as well with all of the wonderful passions she has. So without further ado, here is episode 18 of Passion Project. done any podcast before I did it was like a podcast it wasn't on I think it was a radio show this was one of the press things I did that was because I have a manager in New York who is helping me with a lot of this but I did one that was um like I've been with them for about a year a little over a year um well actually a year and a half sorry I don't Mm. even know what month it is (laughs) um but I did one like I think it was a radio show or podcast I'm not sure Mm -hmm. and Mm. it was very quick and they didn't really they were very nice but they didn't communicate with me what was happening and it was Mm. very very stressful Mm. because I just kind of called on my phone and they were like do all of these things for us like live and I was Mm. like Mm. um and I think it aired the next day but that was the only one I've done. Everything else has been like a Zoom interview. Right, right. Um, they were nice like people. I was just right? overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, one was live. The New Zealand one was live that I did. They were oh, right, 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 breakfast. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything else was pre-recorded, and that was. I would much rather do <laughs> much that. Much better. <laughs> you have time yeah. to prepare, I'm sure, and you. Yeah. 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 Get in the headspace. And they can okay. edit out anything that is not needed. Right. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> which I can do too. Right. Um, and if there's honestly, there have been technical difficulties in the past with Zoom, and I thought it was going to be so hard to edit them, but it's actually super easy. So oh, even if something happens, we're totally fine. Awesome. <laughs> we're totally fine. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for being on Passion Project. And is it, okay, I, I want to say your last name correctly, but is it Camacho? Yes. Oh, Bravo. So oh. People butcher my last name, which What are me, some of the worst things you've, like, can you even was, say um, them? No. <laughs> yeah, nothing bad. It was mostly in high school because I have a couple siblings and all of us mm -hmm. at one point played sports. So whenever announce, like announcing the players, especially because mm -hmm. all my siblings played basketball, oh, right, it right. was awful. People would say Comico, Comanche, mm -hmm. Comaco, like mm. it was just it to me it looks simple because it's like right. just two a's and an right. o mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i guess I, but i mean i also have a fear of pronouncing names wrong so i guess <laughs> well, my, my last name is reed obviously and but people still sometimes say red oh, and i'm okay. like uh no <laughs> i feel like all of us just have this like last name fear that we're like yeah. it can't be simple mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. definitely maybe something it's just a name know. fear we i mean i don't know yeah yeah uh well thank you so much for being on um truly truly like i think what i've learned doing this this podcast this show is that you just have to like ask people to be like you have to be willing to ask people to be on and most of the time they'll say yeah like they're willing to be on and that i was like you know what i've watched this girl now you know i've watched you since the pandemic and everything and i was like it would be really cool to have on and I was just like you know what I'll message her and you were so willing so thank you so much <laughs> yeah thanks for asking I love I love doing stuff like this especially during mm -hmm. COVID because I have the time right and I might mm -hmm. as well use my time for something other than Netflix <laughs> right <laughs> isn't that the truth I think Netflix is right now I'm watching Grey's Anatomy and it's like oh love it yeah, I'm going through like, One Tree Hill again right okay. now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Who knows what that's doing for me? But. Right, right. Um, well, since we're talking a little bit about COVID, I since every the pandemic hit and everything, it's been like five months, I guess. I think since everything kind of shut down, which is so great. Can you believe it's been five months? I it's it feels shorter and also longer at the right. same time. Mm -hmm. That's just, how I feel. I don't. I used to work in the public in the school system, so oh, okay. It, yeah, at least um, school shut down. You know, like second week of March, they shut down for the year. So I've lit. I was literally at home, like you know, forever. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like like it was just yesterday, but also it's felt like a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's what a what an odd year. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I keep talking about how, like, we'll definitely, COVID, the pandemic will definitely be one of those things, like, we'll tell our grandchildren, like, oh, yeah, we lived through coronavirus, like. Yeah. Yeah, which is so strange, like, what was it, like, I feel like it is, like, before coronavirus times and after, like, one of the. Right. <laughs> like, instead of, like, like, what, like. AD and BC like yes. before Christ and after it's going to be like before Corona and after. <laughs> yeah. And people, I mean, it's, it's a very different thing, but people talk about like pre 9-11 and post 9-11. Oh, sure. And how different that was. But I wonder, especially, I think 
maybe our generation will be very aware of like how different it will be like after things kind of go back to normal well whenever that will be um, right but i want yeah because i think in our in, sorry what oh especially with technology and everything oh absolutely yeah um i was gonna say that i think for us because we're we're around the same age i think um that it's this is like the first huge tragedy that we've lived through right. and the only other one i kind of remember because i was young was 9-11 right. mm -hmm. um but like i heard my parents and people still like they still talk about it and you still every september's coming up too but they always show the documentaries on tv like i'm wondering first off i've said so many times like how many movies and tv shows are going to be about covid there's already one coming out with leslie adam jr i, I saw a preview for it oh i think i saw that too that, that was like um you know love love in quarantine or something like and oh, it, oh this is yeah. the beginning like <laughs> oh i know i mean i'm sure that it'll be i mean it'll be everyone will relate to it so why not why not write something about it but um yeah i'm wondering how the after part is going to be in comparison to some of these other like world events and, and tragic things that have happened. It is definitely an interesting thing because we can, with 9-11, it was just like one kind of flash thing, but this is a very like prolonged trauma, I guess. Yeah. That, that it's so, that'll be, and I, of course there'll be some, I mean, it'll be so interesting to see like the like little children, like elementary age, like what they will be like when they're older and like all of that, of course, me being psych major, <laughs> that's <laughs> me graduating with a psych degree. That is like, I'm like, oh, I wonder what they will, little kids will think about this time and what, yeah, with that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, what has been your kind of experience? Kind of talk about it generally because we're going to get to it later, but um, what has kind of been this time like for you? It's, um, I'm, you talked about being a psych major. I'm a huge um, psychology nerd and I was a sociology minor and I'm a very analytical person. So I like to talk through things that I'm dealing with, with some of my friends. Um, so I've talked a lot about like, this is how I'm processing COVID, but, um, and it's interesting because every time I talk, I like learn something new about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's been, it's been very difficult for me to be completely honest. I, for those who don't know, I, I'm an actor and a singer, but I also do like freelance work. I do some writing. I just kind of do a bunch of random things. Right. Uh, I'm also a vocal coach, which that luckily has been continued through this. But um, in 2019, I was traveling and doing some theater and back and forth from New York City for auditions and, and being part of that industry. And 2020, let me tell you, at the end of 2019, 2020 was going to be my year. Kim was determined. <laughs> so many things, so many good things were going to happen. Um, and I moved and signed a lease in January of 2020 and was so ready. And I felt so led, like it was my whole, my whole spirit was like, this is right. And the people I moved in with were incredible. And it was, sorry, what? New York. Yeah, New York City. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I, it just the way it worked out was so perfect. It all fell into place with, yeah. with apartment, with roommates, with job. Everything was set, and I was so ready. Mm -hmm. And 
March 15th came around, I believe that's, I think that's the day that I chose to leave New York because everything was being shut down. And right. I think it was the day before my job was like, we're closed until further notice. Cause I worked at, I worked at Pearl Studios in New York, which is a huge studio rental space, mm-hmm. but a lot of auditions happen there, but they're used to having classes or auditions or multiple people. So there was no way right. that we could stay open. Um, so I chose to leave. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be gone from two, for two to four weeks and then I'll be back and it'll be fine. Mm. Um, and I very quickly realized that that was not, it was not going <laughs> to be that short. Right. So basically I was in, my family lives in South Carolina. So I was there mm-hmm. for about two months and trying to deal and process with what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was good to be with my family. My sister was also a senior in high school. So I was trying to help her and be there for that. Because right. that's right. anybody that had to deal with that or mm-hmm. senior in college. It was, it's just hard. Yeah. Um, and then I, in May, I came out to Kansas, which is where my boyfriend works. And that's currently where I am. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I'm going to go back to South Carolina soon. And then I'm going to kind of recoup and decide what I'm doing with the rest of my year. <laughs> but, but so that's where I've been. It's been hard because it, it just was something that I felt was so good, was mm-hmm. kind of taken away. And I, faith is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of, a lot of journaling days and a lot yes. of moments where I was like, Hey God, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, which is hard. I'm trying to, I have a, a group of girls that I do a weekly Bible study with and we read and also kind of a book club and we read stuff and just talk and they're saying, Hey guys, how are we doing? Right. So that's been super helpful. Just making sure that I have community during this time Mm -hmm. and friends and people to talk to because I'm very introverted and I like to be alone, but I hate to be lonely, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the balance and the battle of me also being an Enneagram for all the emotions. But, but so that's kind of been my quarantine. Yeah. my COVID experience. It's been really nice to be with my family for the time that I was there. It's been really nice to see my boyfriend because we, we've been kind of back and forth from being long distance, not long distance. Um, and he's also, he's an artistic and education director of a theater. So he's also had to, right, it's, it's not been that. easy with adjusting. Yeah. And figuring out what they can still do in a safe mm-hmm. way. Um, yeah. So. So what's good is I've, I've been able to connect with people mm. and stay, stay connected and have my, and feel supported with the friends mm. and people in my life. So I've not felt entirely isolated. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so that's been my, that's been my quarantine and still trying to figure it out. <laughs> and it's just Aren't kind of all? like one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Lots of Netflix, as we said before. (laughs) I have two (laughs) questions for you. Um, Firstly, I don't know if you felt this, but I've kind of felt this as well. So I wonder if you kind of feel similarly, but part of me during this whole experience is, well, my headspace is, well, at least I'm not, I'm not the only one that is experiencing this. Like it's, it's literally like the whole world. Like I can't be like, oh, it's just America. No, it's literally the entire world. So part of me is like, yes, I, I mean, I've lost some things. I was going to do a show in Lynchburg, like, and there's some other, obviously my job, like there's a lot of other things that 
I've lost, but also I know a lot of like, you know, three of my friends were going to get married and they had to like basically change their whole weddings. My brother was going to get married. I mean, he is married now, but was going to have a bigger wedding. So there's part of me, it has that mindset of like, well, there are other people that are grieving things too. So at least we can kind of all grieve together, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, so I, I don't definitely know if you feel, feel that. that. No, I, yeah, I totally feel that. Um, there are some days where that's a comfort, like you were saying, because we're not alone. Like people yeah. get it. We can talk mm-hmm. about it and kind of come together in that sense. There have been days, which is just funny how the brain works. Mm-hmm. There have been days where I think of that and I'm like, there's no escape. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. I can't escape it. Um, <laughs> but, but no, I definitely get what you're saying. Like mm-hmm. there are people are experiencing this in in our own unique ways but we all are experiencing this together right Right. and what i think has one of the things that has come out of this and hopefully will continue to come out of it is how people are coming together Mm -hmm. and supporting each other and supporting like the same passions and ideas Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um the other thing was you know i've talked to a couple different actors already on the show and but i'm kind of interested in of course the kind of thing that you guys make your living with people gathering with people coming mm-hmm. together and having this shared experience so has that been also I'm you talked about it a little bit but having that to process of like oh yeah this is like the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life and it may look different in the next year and a half, I mean however long it kind of goes is that has that been very difficult to process too yeah, it's been it's been hard to process, but also I'm trying to wrap my mind around how do how do we navigate this in the future? Mm-hmm. Um, because um, because film and TV, there I be, what I I don't know if this is accurate, but I know within the next month or sooner maybe mm-hmm. I think they're starting production again. Yeah, and they have ways to social distance, and they have ways mm-hmm. to to still make that make that art and pres- and give it to the world. Right. Um, so that's cool because it's not like the whole art, the craft of acting is going right. away. But right. the theater world, I'm interested to see how it changes, if it changes, mm-hmm. because people are doing a lot of like live Zoom readings or they're doing virtual productions where people film, which that's that's great that we're finding a way to continue, but it's, there's, I'm sure you know, growing yeah. up, in um the the cyt group but um there's this magic when you're it's live and you're Mm -hmm. all in a room experiencing and feeling this energy in this moment and that's what makes that's what makes theater what it is right um i i've taken a couple classes with some casting directors and people and no one really has an answer to when it's coming back Mm -hmm. but the few things i've heard is that the more people are taking precautions so that specifically more so theater in New York, because mm-hmm. the Broadway theater community is very different from the regional theaters right, and, and right. community theaters. And it's, so it's kind of, they'll have a similar timeline, but it's not, not exactly the same mm-hmm. because there are some, there are some theaters in Boston that are doing shows right now, socially distanced. And right, one of them right. is doing an outdoor production. Mm-hmm. So I think there are ways, I don't think it's going to die hopefully right. <laughs> that's no. my prayer i don't think so 
I don't but think theater nerds like me could survive. <laughs> I don't. What would we do? But I don't know. yeah. But I think for New York theater, just watch Hamilton. Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Hamilton over and over again. Just watch Hamilton over and over again. <laughs> yeah, um, which I think having some of those productions filmed is really cool. It's fun to watch. Um, right. I I can't see, and I I don't want to see that replace live theater because it's mm-hmm. not live theater. Right. It's great to have that right now. There's nothing wrong with it. But um, and I think that the creators of Hamilton understand that and understand yeah. that that it's. It was just like a time that we all needed to be. Yeah, we needed, needed something. that entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> needed some. Need America needed something to come together, and I absolutely believe that it was Hamilton. But <laughs> yeah, truly, honestly, um, yeah. But I think for the New York theater community, mm-hmm. it's they want to. From what I've heard, is they need to make sure that when they open again nothing will close them again because if they open and they get closed again then there's a lot other problems that they'll have to deal with right um so i know for some of those larger cities and larger theaters Mm. they're probably going to be some of the last to reopen whenever that happens Mm. but what's crazy and that's everybody i talk to we say this things change daily right like Mm. that's what's like i in my mind i'm like oh this is when it's going to come back it could change tomorrow right Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think so much is just dependent on us getting a, a cure for this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge thing is cause at this moment it's still kind of a little unknown. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yep. <"Ooh>, what's happening? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so it's, I, I, I have a hope that theater will be back mm-hmm. and I actually saw a meme on Instagram that made me laugh really loud, really made me laugh out loud. I can't speak. Um, But it was saying, can you imagine when theater is back and people are in the audience watching Wicked for the first time and Glinda comes down and says, isn't it good to see me? Like how loud the applause will be. And I was like, when that day that it comes back, like it's going to be an emotional day. And I think the day went for anything, regard anything that involves gathering, whether it's sports theater the day that we can go concerts, back yeah concerts and we yeah. can just be together enjoying that moment it's gonna be very emotional mm. um and i'm really excited for that day mm. i can't wait for those <laughs> moments because i love concerts i love theater i love sporting events i love going to those with people and sharing that moment and mm. feeling very um like feeling that camaraderie and that mm. we're all experiencing this joyful thing together right. um and that's what I'm, it's those hopes and those things that I know someday will be back are kind of driving me mm-hmm. to remain hopeful. Um, it's not easy, right. but, but that's kind of my perspective with it is I just have to hope and literally visualize those days when it's back right? and just hope that it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think not to bring up Hamilton again, but I love it so much, <laughs> but um. I think something like that kind of gives us hope that we'll get back to something like that. Yeah, like we'll definitely. Get to, uh, to a time where we'll, we'll be able to gather. And churches, I know a lot of churches that are already beginning to go back, which is at least, you know, kind of a, a, kind of a little glimmer of hope too. Sure. Um, so that's really great. But that's also, I love hearing people's perspectives about COVID and you have a very specific story too that we'll get into about how you um, 
did all these cool impressions and then here you are <laughs> i'm teasing it i'm teasing it for the audience um <laughs> which actually the people that listen are listening probably should know who you are already come on no <laughs> um but yeah i love hearing everyone's different experience i've said before you know i've had a mom on that had three kids so she had to homeschool learn how to homeschool and then i've had you know our friend michael that's in new york so he had to kind right. of kind of learn about that and everyone's experience is so different like you said but we're all kind of going through the same kind of sameness of being in our houses yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of and we've all had to do very different learn different things on how to kind of cope with our aloneness if if that's something I can say and for you I feel like TikTok is kind of one of those things I hope (laughs) I wonder if it is um so we'll get to that um but first I want to kind of jump back and talk about uh, we've we talked about kind of at the beginning how we kind of we know each other from college and know each other a little passively but I'm excited to get to know you a little bit better so did you grow up in South Carolina I actually grew up in upstate New York Oh, okay. South of Buffalo in the Finger Lakes. Oh, cool. Grew up there Cold. until, yeah, I was, but it was, <laughs> oh, the one thing I missed though, the most beautiful autumn is in upstate yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. I've, it's really pretty in some other areas too, but yeah. autumn in upstate New York is the most beautiful thing in the world, mm. to me at least. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I grew up in a very small town up there and my, we, my brother, is a little, I have an older brother and then I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. And, um, my older brother went to school in New York, but I chose to go to school at Liberty in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I went to college there. I always knew I was going to do something in regards to art, whether it was theater or singing or writing, I was going to do something. I chose to do theater. Um, which I still do all those other things. I just got the degree in theater. Yeah. But I, it was halfway through college. It was right after my sophomore year and my family moved to South Carolina. Oh, and they've okay. been there since then, almost six, six years, mm. seven. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but that around that time. That a big jump for them too, because New York, upstate New York's very different from South Carolina. <laughs> yes, it was for me specifically too. Like yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was different just going to Virginia. Yeah, I was going we uh, we to get south. to <laughs> Yes. Um, but also upstate New York is a lot of um, country area. There are cities, mm-hmm. but like New York City is only like, not, I don't even, it's a very, very small percentage of the state right. of New York. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which sometimes people who don't know that Right. are like oh you're from new york and i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. i was also like near i was farms. gonna ask because i'm sure a lot of people are like assume you're from new york city or um just that's like the only thing they know of new york is new york city so mm-hmm. it's does is that like did you hate that as a kid <laughs> or or when you went to school or any like people just assuming you were from there or it was kind of a people assumed or just assumed it was more so the assuming that I was from the North because mm-hmm. I feel like the North was just different from the South. Right. Right. <laughs> but I, my mom is from Long Island and my dad grew up around Boston and then back went from Massachusetts and Pennsylvania kind of around mm-hmm. there. Um, there were a bunch of people that assumed I was from the city and I think it's because I enjoy the city and I, we visited right. a lot growing up. Um, 
but yeah, I remember one time I had a friend who came to visit me in where I lived in a very, very small town. Mm. And she was shocked because she's like, you just, she said, you gave off city vibes. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that means. But people just assumed I was from the city. And I love the city. I feel at home in the city. I don't want to stay right. there forever. Um, right. But I guess I just, I like the fast pace and I like the, mm. the hustle of it and the kind of the fact that a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people in the city like have a goal and they're getting somewhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's not many people move there just for fun. Like you right. move because there's something there for you. Yes, yes. At least that's what I've, I've experienced. Um, are with you my friends? Type, are you very people. type A? Not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, which is funny because my boyfriend is incredibly type A. Yeah, my wife and is I, too. Yeah. I have a little bit of that. There are days where I need some of that structure and mm -hmm. I need to have a little, be a little more, not so much go with the flow because that mm -hmm. helps me with my productivity. Right. Um, which is something I've kind of, um, cause I mentioned as you got older. What? Learned as you got older. Cause I definitely yeah. have. <laughs> yes. No. Oh, yeah. when I was in college, I didn't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of awful. Right. Um, it took a turn like my end of my junior year and senior year, I got a little more serious. Mm -hmm. um, but that was something I learned as I got older. And when I started doing the sociology minor, learning um, some of the the reasons why I function. Mm -hmm. I'm also been reading a lot because it's interesting, reading a lot about like cognitive behavior mm -hmm. functions. Yeah. Um, and I know one of my, I, that came from me reading more about like Myers-Briggs tests, but then okay. I also have been reading about like the Enneagram texts. Mm. Um, and I like taking any type of personality test or like anything that talks about why people are the way they are. Right. Um, so that was when I started learning it because I also was reading about the other, other people and how other types of people function. And then I was like, mm. Oh, that makes sense. And that was a huge thing actually. Like, and this is totally random not really no, on the topic, it. but I'll say it really quickly is reading about these different, all the different types and all these different personality tests or whatever, and understanding how other people function mm -hmm. helped me as an actor to be like, oh, this super helps with character right. development, but also it helped me with different types of relationships in my life. Not mm -hmm. only just, it helped a little bit with my boyfriend, because like I said, he's very type A. Right. I'm not, but I, it helps me say like, oh, okay, but this is how he, this is how he functions. So mm -hmm. I can't say don't do that because <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, I don't right. do it. <laughs> um, but even with like my siblings and my parents and it, as I got older and read about, read this stuff and studied this stuff, I was like, oh, okay, like it's okay for me to not mm -hmm. have all the same opinions right? because I'm very much also like the black sheep of my family because mm -hmm. um, the rest of my family is all like, they're, they're much more extroverted. Mm -hmm. They were all into sports. My mom and I are very similar. Um, mm -hmm. And my dad and I have similarities, but we're not exactly the same. Right. So that was, so st learning all of that. And that was something that came at the end of college. And as I um, got a little older, that was something mm -hmm. I started learning about. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Well, there's a couple of nuggets. I rabbit trail a lot. <laughs> I love it. I, I've literally told people like, on that have been guests that they're like oh i'm sorry i just rambled i'm like podcasts are literally made for rambling so Truly. it's totally fine <laughs> um there are little nuggets in there i want to ask you about first i do what you mentioned 
uh, kind of feeling at home in a city or in the city, um, did you feel growing up then in a small town that like this was kind of a foreign place or um a little bit um i grew up i had a kind of an interesting journey from like kid to high school Mm -hmm. my um family worked at a worked at a church that also had a school and there was a very it was like a whole um trying to think of how to describe it there was a ministry involved that helped people that were not in good situations it was kind of just like allowed people to come and Mm -hmm. if they needed to get back on their feet Mm -hmm. um and it was a really great idea it was super helpful but when I was I grew up there and went to school there it was private Christian school Mm -hmm. um and I don't regret anything like there was nothing there that I was like I wish that like I wish we weren't there but when I was 16 and again, I was a kid. I didn't really understand. But when I was 16, my parents kind of sat us all down and were like, hey, we're not going to go to this church anymore. We're not going to go to the school. We stayed mm-hmm. in the same town, but they were like, we're going to just, we're going to leave this. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those situations where it was um, just not a great, not, there was the, the person heading it all up and in charge shouldn't have been. Right, it was just right. a rough situation. And it right. happens not even just in like religious organizations, but in a lot of situations and different right. places, things like that happen. And it was, it was something that, and it, for, for, in the, for the Christian perspective, it was very legalistic and it was very mm-hmm. spiritually abusive, mm-hmm. more so to my parents because they were working there. Right. Um, we were kids. We didn't see as much. Mm. I started to see it as we, mm. right as we left. Um, so that was something that I think affected my view of that town. Not, not that I, I it was a fine town, but right. I had my family, we all kind of had some, some like bad memories and some scars from that. So I think that was also when the, opp- my dad got a job opportunity, which is why we, my family moved to South Carolina, but also right for my parents and all of us kind of, I mean, I was in college, but it was kind of one of these things where it was like, I think we just need to move on. Like we need Mm. to get a new start. And it was kind of hard on my younger siblings because they were Mm. still in school. Mm. Um, My, my younger brother, I think was in the, he was a freshman or sophomore in high school. Mm. And my sister was finishing up junior high um, or middle school. Yeah. Very primitive ages for sure. Yeah. So, but I think their, their transition to South Carolina wasn't, it wasn't perfect. No transition is, right, but right. seeing it now, I think they both appreciate it. And we're like, no, we like, this is what we needed. Mm-hmm. So that it's not that I didn't feel at home. It was one of these things where I grew up only knowing that little, that place we were at. And then I went to public school after we left, which very I was like, different. Very, very different. And it was a very small school. Mm. Like I didn't have many classmates. So not even just that, but adjusting to the way that, um, that public school and larger schools function, like yeah. having to move to classrooms. Like I remember my first day, I was like, I've never had a locker in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, so it was my just, whole life. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, so. I get it. It's, it was just a transitional thing. And mm-hmm. I think like I, high school was fine. I learned a lot about myself and there were mm-hmm. things that happened because again, it was just this transition and like shock value mm-hmm. in my head. So there was, I didn't know how to process things right. and yeah. And some situations that weren't great came up and I think it was just a lot of things, not even just me, my family was just like, 
there's nothing wrong with this town. We love people there still and we keep in touch, Mm -hmm. but we just needed to move on. Right. Um, And that's a very self-aware kind of way of looking at it too, of like being, because some people I would argue would, maybe we should stay in it. Maybe it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of mentality but being like but having that self-awareness of like your your parents your family of being like no this isn't actually a good situation for us and we should step out of this yeah <laughs> that's, that's and I really mean cool. looking at it in the moment I was like why are you doing this to us mm-hmm. like not like when we moved to South Carolina like when we left because I right. didn't know what was going on but now like as we've got older and like mm-hmm. we've talked about things I'm looking yeah. at and I'm so grateful that my parents made those hard decisions and said, we have to do, we have to leave, Mm -hmm. or this is not for us. This is not a healthy place for us to be. Because I mean, I, it's, it's so interesting that when we get older and we like look at some of the decisions our parents made and we're like, oh, we were so mad, but we didn't know the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's like a 16, yeah, that's a 16 year old view. Yes. And now, you know, 20, I'm 24, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 24, that, yeah. too. Yeah. So it's, a 24-year-old's view is very different than a 16-year-old. Yeah. And that was just, yeah. And it was with the, the sociology minor, too. It was looking at those things mm-hmm. and then also being like, oh, this explains, like, why I, like, not so much anymore. But I was like, oh, this explains why I don't trust anyone. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, things like that. Um, which again, like you, you, that's what I think the beauty of college is, is you take all these classes that maybe you don't want to take, but you're like, Oh, wait a second. This is like teaching me about myself and how I function. The other great thing about college, I'm such an advocate for college that, um, (laughs) are fluxed into this situation where there's so many different types of people that Mm -hmm. are in one area that you, um, you have to learn how other people function. Like you just, yeah. How like th- this person grew up and this person grew up and this person grew up and they're all different and you have to learn how to get along with them basically, especially when you're on a, you know, on campus on a hall, like right. you, you just have to learn how to get along with them. <laughs> Sometimes it's not easy, but it's yeah. Yeah. No, I totally. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, because you did say you were the black sheep of your family. <laughs> so when I, what's funny about that is like we, <laughs> um, I just think it's it's funny that you kind of have that awareness, that self-awareness of knowing that you're the black sheep, but was that something that you knew growing up that you were, like, different than your, like, that you're like, oh, I'm a little different, but, or is it yes. now that you're, you're like, yeah, I'm, I like being the black sheep, or do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely knew when I was younger, um, because mainly just because of I what like all my siblings were at really good at sports mm-hmm. and I wasn't but also I was singing and doing theater and I was walking right. around my house singing all day long and everybody was like shut up <laughs> <laughs> <I> um, <relate. laughs> but I also like it's so funny looking back now and realizing it I not that I was like not that anyone was super mean to me I mean it's siblings mm-hmm. you fight right but like everybody right. always kind of like picked at me because they, they would call my room my cave they were like Kim's in her cave again <laughs> which was just a funny thing and I didn't care right. and looking back at it now I'm like I was just really introverted mm-hmm. and I also there was like it was um I didn't really I also didn't really open up about truly anything until high school because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to. I was like, I just want to be by myself. I just want to like right. keep all this inside, which 
again, just seeing all these things later. So I knew, I knew that I was just a little different than my siblings. And I, it was theater that, I mean, I feel like every person that did theater as a kid was like, theater brought me out of my shell, Right. but it really does. Like right. it's, if you, there's some form of an extracurricular activity in school when you're younger or high school, that brings you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it's theater because theater, if you think of it, is kind of absurd. <laughs> right, you're just right. like doing, mm-hmm. you're pr- playing, you're on stage pretending to be somebody you're not in front of yeah. a ton of people to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and when and you it think is, of it, when you're really little, you're just playing pretend all the time anyway. Yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. And it's, I think doing that and being told it's okay with other people for for some of us and that what's happened for me is that's you're like oh i'm not crazy right <laughs> because mm-hmm. i would i would like make up stories and write them down or act them out or do things all the time my imagination was very very vivid as a kid mm-hmm. and unfortunately like as we get older we're told don't be that way right and then right, we right. get to college and we're told to be to engage our imagination in whatever right. field we're in, even mm-hmm. in business or things yeah. like you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. So it's such a, it's such an interesting yeah. way that that turns. But, but as I got older, well, and then you get I, into the real world and they're like, yeah, no more imagination. <laughs> that's yeah, true, true, because you have to stick to things. Right. Um, but as I got older, I kind of leaned more into the different, a little too much. I was like, I'm so unique. Um, anybody that knew me very personally in college, like people that lived with me in my apartment, mm-hmm. I was trying so hard to be a struggling artist. And like, <laughs> I had, I had like candlelight and my typewriter and I'd listen to my right. records like Lana right. Del Rey and lay on the ground and cry just to feel <laughs> something. Oh, it was so, it's not dumb. It was just, right. it was a lot. For everyone but I was also right. like college was to a little more personal which I don't mind sharing because it's a huge part of my journey college yeah. is where I also realized that I had anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and I saw where it was in my childhood like growing up I saw these signs and it's also where I went to therapy for the first time mm-hmm. and realized that that was something I had to live with but it was okay to to admit that and seek help so right. it was and a lot of the things I was doing, this desire to be different, desire to be unique, mm. this, I wanted to be, I didn't want to be like anybody else was a kind of a coping mechanism for something mm-hmm. that I knew did separate me from a few people. Um, but then as I grew up too, it was, cause theater also there's type where you're like, this is the box right. you fit in. Right. And I wanted to be like, I don't want to fit in the box. I'm going to be everything, <laughs> which you can try, but you're just not going to be everything. Right. right, right, right. So as I got older, it was, I still, still felt quote unquote different. And that's when mm-hmm. with sociology and learning about people groups and why people are the way they are, when I took that class, it was, that really opened up my mind to a lot mm-hmm. of things and how everybody is unique and everybody is different mm. in their own way. And you don't have to force it. You just mm. have to truly lean into that authentic, genuine person you are. Mm. So now that I'm just a little, I mean, I still deal with insecurities. I'm still dealing with mental illness. Like it's something you right. deal with every day and that's fine. Mm. Um, but you mentioned a second ago about coping with things. Yes. And for me in my journey, it's, I struggle with these things It happens every day. Like I ha- especially in COVID they came out, but a way that I can control it 
I can control the way that I cope. And mm-hmm. that's been a huge yep. thing that I've learned in the last few years, but a huge thing I've had to actually implement in COVID mm-hmm. is really assessing how I cope with these things and right. if I'm doing them in a healthy way. And mm-hmm. I, in college, I was not coping well. And that was something I learned. And as I got older, I try to be super unique and different. And that's sometimes how I cope with things right. is to deal with the actual things I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm a little more, I'm more, definitely more than college, but I'm more confident in who I am now and still also open to whatever growth happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to just, it's one of these things. It sounds a little cheesy, but I'm truly just leaning into that phrase. That's like, what sparks joy? Because <laughs> joy is a huge, a huge thing. I um, is a huge a part of what I think too. my life. It's my. Yeah. It's what I think my purpose is. Is spreading right. joy. Um, I do like a weekly email group yeah. where I just write about joy and what I'm learning. <laughs> um, just a fun project. That's great. But but yeah, and it's it's one of these things where it's just like if I'm joy, if something brings me joy, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. As like to an extent, like <laughs> because <laughs> crying is joy, but I'm not doing. <laughs> but but that's leaned me into the fact that I still am. There are some things about me that I am different than my siblings, and I'm right. different than people I know, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. They're different from me, and again, you just lean into that. Whoever your genuine, authentic self is, and if it brings you joy, and if it is healing for you and good for you, then don't be afraid of it. Right. You know? Yeah. I always say that like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to, you know, be feel joy. But like, what do you do with that? Like, what do you do mm, with that? Yeah. anger? What do you do? Do you go and self-harm? Do you go and, you know, watch pornography, whatever it is, or do you go and, like seek a counselor and and talk about it do you go talk to your friends like there are healthy ways of like dealing with those heavy things but then there's there's you know oftentimes and I think that teenage age and adolescence and growing up is a very primitive time of like learning all of that and as you grow up you kind of learn that there are healthier ways of doing some things right um but yeah, I, I, I always like to say like, it's a, and, 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 and I, I think Inside Out, the Pixar film does an incredible thing of yeah. showing you that like, it's okay to be sad, but like, what do you do with that? Like Riley could have ran away or she could have gone and told her parents and that's what she did. Yeah. And that was super healthy. And so, yeah, I've, I've learned that, especially growing up um, too. I want to ask a, an interesting question. I don't know how you're into this, but I'm excited to see. Um. I wonder if in a way theater was kind of a like performing was a coping mechanism in a way. Um, you hit that on the nose, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen you in a couple shows. You're incredible. Um, but oh, I wonder you. if, um, if that was something you kind of had to wrap your brain around and if it was, um, yeah, like how you kind of process that because I mean, I'm not a professional performer, but I've definitely performed before and you do definitely get this high and you get this like, you know, it's almost like, you know, it definitely is an adrenaline rush. So like, how did, how did you kind of process all that? Yeah, it was, um, it's not anymore, but when I Mm -hmm. specifically in college, when I was dealing with just some of that heavy stuff that I was mentioning and I didn't know how to deal with it. This was before I was seeking help and like advice about it. I was still kind of in denial. Um, It was during that time 
that, well, first off, I let those things kind of affect what, uh, what I, what I, I kind of created false situations in my head of what other people thought about me, which was just me thinking poorly about myself. Right. People weren't actually thinking those things. Mm -hmm. And if they were like, whatever, it's life. But I was just assuming that everybody thought horrible things about me because I thought horrible things about myself. Mm -hmm. So theater specifically like end of high school into college. um, It was, it was my escape from me. I didn't want to be me. I hated who I was. Um, I just had zero self-confidence and hated who I was becoming because I didn't know how to deal with this stuff. Mm. And so when I got to perform and be somebody else, it was a dream Mm. because I could escape from my life for a second. And that's when, when that happens, I lost all of my passion and joy for performing. It became Mm. assignments and it became classes and it became a burden. And I remember some, I can't remember which one, one of the professors at school one time was like, you just, I talked to this person after I had like started going to therapy and was healing and was mm. being better and had a better perspective. And that person agreed and was like, you just looked burdened all the time. Right. Um, you look, it just looked like you had weight on your shoulders, mm-hmm. which it was because I was just not opening up about it. Right. And I finally, I remember specifically the day where I, um, did you know, Kelsey? Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Now sailor, but Riker. Yeah. So she's my best friend and we lived together and she witnessed all of this and was there the day that I like broke down and was like, something needs to change. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, You need those people in your life. You do. And she's been that for me. I I hope that I've been that for her. (laughs) I think I have. I have. Um, But but it was after like I, I worked on this and I admitted these things to myself and got better and had a better perspective and had a better, um, better view of what mental illness was. It's, it's hard, but it's not impossible. There are ways, there are ways to cope with it and live with it. There are times where I don't want to say that it's easy because I know many people who ha- struggle with it a lot more than I do. And there are definitely days where it's very, very difficult. But as you learn about yourself, there are ways you can, you can navigate it. Mm -hmm. Um, so as I got a handle on that and, and other insecurities and things in my life, I, and it's, it's just feeling comfortable in your own skin. Like I felt Mm -hmm. comfortable slipping into other people, Mm -hmm. but what it lacked was my essence. Cause that's Mm -hmm. a huge thing with performing is you're not just mimicking people. Like I'm about to, we'll talk about my impressions, but mm-hmm. that's the difference between just a random TikTok singer impression right. and me actually performing mm-hmm. is everybody has a unique essence and things they can bring to the character that fit the mold of that character in that show. But that's mm-hmm. why, that's also why theater is cool going back to an earlier question. Um, and that's why I can't wait for theater to be back because film and TV are great. Like you see this, but no right. one, very few times are things recreated. Whereas mm-hmm. theater, you see so many different people play the same role sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I think of all the women who have played Elphaba and it's all right. unique. Same right. thing with Glinda. I mean, it's that mm-hmm. way with Hamilton because they've had a lot of casts, but right. or when shows are revived. So that's mm-hmm. what, it's, it's not just an impression. It's you mm-hmm. have to add your personality and essence mm-hmm. to it. And that yeah, was- stamped to it. Yeah. Yeah. So as I got 
theater was that for me. Again, I'm sorry. I totally rabbit trail and talk no, for a long great. time. <laughs> but it's not anymore. And that's what, again, it's just being comfortable with who your authentic self is. And it's hard. It's not, it doesn't happen easy. And it doesn't happen every day. Mm. <laughs> there are plenty of days where I'm not. Right. But I think that being the goal and growing and learning always is really, is helpful in any aspect of life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to ask one more question about the theater stuff, and then we're going to get to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked, I think I asked this with Michael Brennan. I can't remember, but um, was there ever, I think I did, was there ever an aspect of like, oh, I'm majoring in theater? Like, will, the, is this going to work out? Like, um, I'm spending all this money and I'm getting a theater degree. Like, is this, because there are a lot of people that just moved to New York and audition. Like, is this worth it? Was there ever an aspect of that? Every day, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, in college, not so much because, mm-hmm. like I said, it wasn't really till my junior year that I was actually taking it serious as it was mm-hmm. a career, which mm-hmm. I wish I could have changed, but mm-hmm. this is, that's where we are. And I, I'm happy with where I am now. Right. Um, but it wasn't really till I graduated and realized how do like how do I make this a career? Because mm. it's something that's really hard to teach. Right. Because it's everyone's journey is different and there's multiple different places you can go. Like I know people you can do regional theater, you can try to work mm-hmm. on cruise ships, you can work on and then there's tours and there's the New York theater scene and there's per, just performance gigs. Like it's right. it's it's very and then there's film TV, which is a whole nother world. Mm. So there is that doubt that happens a lot. And then especially if you're in a city or an area where you audition a lot daily, you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm. But it is one of those things that a lot of different careers have that grind. Theater is just one where you do the grind and don't always, aren't always guaranteed work. Um, So that's, what's hard. But again, I said this, I said this a little bit ago, um, but theater, I love, and I, it's a huge part of my life, but I have multiple loves that I do. And Mm -hmm. I think anyone, any human, whether you do theater or not, you need to have, you need to have other interests. Like Mm -hmm. if you do one thing and only are interested in one thing, you're going to go crazy. (laughs) Not, (laughs) and not to like, not to be like rude or be condescending Mm -hmm. or anything, but, but I, so theater is great, but I recently started teaching voice lessons, which is something I enjoy Mm -hmm. because it's like I talked about joy. It's a way for me to spread my joy of singing and help people Mm -hmm. feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, I do a lot of like freelance work and online admin work, or I've done some graphic design. I've done some Mm -hmm. random stuff, which is just fun for me. I like learning new skills. Um, And then I do, I, I do some writing. I've not, writing has not been like a job for me yet. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a practice in a way that I, process but I like writing and I'm making it a practice so that it can also Mm. become part of my career right um which is a different journey and going on because I have less experience with that Mm. um like writing like a like a novel or like writing like music I've kind of both I I've written a good amount of music and working on some stuff that will hopefully be out at some point (laughs) um because music music the writing music I've done for a while and I'm just now exploring like how do we, how does one release music? Right, right. Because <laughs> again, it's just not, I didn't study like music production. Right. But I like learning things. So I'm doing mm-hmm. what I can and, and connecting with 
people in the music industry. Mm. Um, but the writing, I write a lot of poetry or mm. um, I write, like I said, I do a week, I have like an email group newsletter thing that I send out every week that's devoted to finding joy and yeah. what makes us joyful. And mm. it's just my way, again, if there's a way for me to encourage people that's it. Um, but I am working, I have ideas for books or for short stories. Yeah. And I, I just, I put so much time into theater and singing and that's what I've done mm. my whole life. It's been very natural. And the writing is something I've always wanted to do. I've just not had the time to devote to it. Right. So as and lazy we were given as I, all this time. <laughs> I was given all this time and I'm yes. still being lazy and watching Netflix, but <laughs> I am trying. I really, I'm, <laughs> so that's something that again if you're if yeah. we're looking at silver linings the time to focus on some of this stuff is great yeah. but I think that's there's there's the doubts that happen all the time because it's a very interesting industry and a lot of I feel like a lot of entertainment or arts are that way because it's not consistent right. it can be you can make it consistent right. and for those people mm. bless you yeah you kind of um, like get to a certain level though I feel like yeah. yeah, it's just, it's and those levels can mean different things. Like right, sometimes right. it's just the more connections you make, regardless of where they are. I know people mm. regionally who can work, like with maybe a month out of the year that they're not working. Right. Um, but but then they have like side jobs or other things. But then, but even in like the New York theater community, like mm. you think about it, like some of these people, they have like a six month contract in a Broadway show, and then they have to figure out what the rest of the year right. looks like. Right. Um, which every, everybody's different. Every journey is different, but, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of these things I have the doubts all the time, but there's, I mean, I've had the, the doubts of being like, maybe I should do a different profession in COVID, (laughs) but never truly in my soul have I wanted to stop because it's just this, I I know it's where I'm supposed to be. Mm. Um, I don't know how long, but I know right now it's, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. Yeah. That's great. I love it. (laughs) Um, I do have a little confession that I didn't download TikTok until last week. Um, Oh, I didn't download TikTok (laughs) till April. Okay. (laughs) When I started. And I kind of am like, will I keep it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I'm kind of. I I think about deleting it every day. But I keep um, it. <laughs> well, I wonder too, because you talk you you talked a lot about um loving learning new things and loving to get into new things. And I wonder if this whole process, if people don't know the way kind of Kimberly has rose to stardom, if we can use that phrase, <laughs> <laughs> um, is that she does has posted videos doing imp- impressions of singers on TikTok and then she got a BuzzFeed um, article written about her, which was amazing. And that's how, that's like the, that's how I knew about it because I didn't have TikTok. So I was like, oh, what's this? And then I, that's how I found out about it. And, um, but I wonder if like trying, uh, being willing to try new things and then like all of a sudden all of this has happened and you're like, oh, how did this, I didn't even know how this happened. Like, and learning the process that like, what has that been like too? And talk that about was, the whole TikTok journey too. Like, well, how did you get into it? Like all that. I, uh, that's the funniest thing is that I totally like didn't mean for this to happen, <laughs> which I don't know who, who the many people that do, unless like right. you're wanting to become like an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which there's nothing wrong with that. They make a lot more money than I do. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but for me, I was home and my sister, my sister's 18 and had TikTok and was making mm. all these videos and I was just watching her and I was like, what are you doing? Like yeah. some of these dances. And she was like, it's TikTok. And I was like, what is TikTok? <laughs> so she kind of explained it to me and I downloaded the app and I didn't really know what, I was like, how do you even do this? Right. Because I'm old. Um, right. <laughs> but, but I, outside of what I do, I was like, this is an interesting app. Like mm -hmm. it's similar to Instagram that it's all visual, right. but it's, it's such quick videos and entertainment so quickly that I like it, but it's so, I'm sure anyone would agree. It's so easy for me to scroll for hours Yes, because mm -hmm. it's constant videos and, mm -hmm. and they start right away. And there's a lot of really unique or funny things on there mm -hmm. or talented things. Yeah. Talented people. Um, but so for me, I downloaded it, posted a couple of random videos and I, I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I was, um, <laughs> I was helping my dad with something like at his, his business. He had like, he needed me to help like with inventory or something. It was something so mm. random, but I was there with my brother and we were, because my dad had to close his, his business and shop for a little bit with COVID. Um, right. So we were there just like helping with random things. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, I was singing something and I was like, I bet I could do an Ariana Grande impression. Like it was just this weird thought that came to me. And then I was like, I bet I could break it down in three steps too. It was truly like that random. And I was like, nobody's going to watch that. So I went home and like messed around with it. And I was like, let's just do it and see what happens. And that one kind of started it. I got a good amount of views. And then I was like, let's do it again. But with Billie Eilish, because I, in my opinion, I was like, I can do a better Billie Eilish impression. <laughs> and I like, I like her a lot. Um, I like both of them. But so I, it was kind of also a fun challenge to be like, because I'm very, I love music, but I'm also very, um, I love finding new music and listening to all types of artists. I'm just, I just adore music. Mm. And with some of these singers that I really like, it was fun to kind of challenge myself to say, like, can I explain the unique elements of their voice in three steps? Right. Because that was a huge, that was the whole thing is I was like, I didn't want it to be me mocking a singer mm. because mm. I, I personally believe there, unless there are very few people that I dislike as a singer. Right. right. Um, I have my preferences, but I think for, I try to appreciate all music and performers just to say, mm -hmm. this is their, this is their essence and what makes them unique. Mm -hmm. um, now that the, not for everyone, but <laughs> I try to have that mindset. But so I, the Billie Eilish one is what really kind of blew up. Mm. And I made a couple more. I made Lord, which I love Lord. Ugh, yes, um, I love that one too. So good. And then I did Celine, which is super fun, which is also really funny because of all the things that have gone out, the news stuff, they always mention the Celine impression. And I personally yeah. think Celine is my worst impression <laughs> because she's so good. Like it's right. so hard to impersonate Celine. Celine um, Dion for those that don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Celine Dion. <laughs> you should all know who yeah, I yeah. mean when I no, say I Celine. But it's funny um, though with her, it's not like Beyonce, like Beyonce's one name. So I feel like some people would be like, Celine, who is that? But, that's true i should yeah. say her name but <laughs> no, no, um no. but um what was i gonna say oh but so so i just started making these videos they got a good amount of views and i was like oh this is weird i've never had this many views in my life because <laughs> i was like not 
like even on like Instagram, I had like a good amount of followers, mm-hmm. but it's not like I had ever had a lot of anything. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this uh, one of the a writer from BuzzFeed reached out to me on Instagram and was like, "Hey, I saw your videos. Would can I write an article about it?" And I totally thought it was spam. I was like, "This is not real." And then I did my <laughs> research, and when she emailed me, it was completely legit. And so the BuzzFeed article went out, which was so mm. crazy. Cause I was mm. like, I'm a person who does, takes BuzzFeed quizzes. I'm, I love right, BuzzFeed. Right. And I was like, why am I on like the home page of BuzzFeed? Why am I trending? <laughs> yes. Um, so that was really cool. And then a lot of people took that article and wrote other articles about it. And then I was on a couple news shows um, for, I was on one in New Zealand because of Lord, mm. one in Toronto. Um, which, and then recently, which was the coolest is I was on the Kelly Clarkson show, Yes, oh. um, which I literally, when the, it was a producer that messaged me on Instagram and I truly was like, this can't be real. <laughs> this cannot be real. Right. And it was, and it, that was, that was so cool. And again, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not like, it was, it's still this mindset. And what's funny is that it slowed down a bit. Like it mm-hmm. was, people keep saying like, Kim, you went viral on TikTok. And I technically, yes, I did, mm. but I still like, I, I don't have a, like, I have a good amount of followers, but I don't have a ton. And there are mm. definitely people that have like way more of a following than right, I do. Right. So it was just so random that like, I was the one being interviewed because mm. I know so many, but I, it's probably just because it was a very specific thing I was doing, Yeah, yeah. Um, which to explain what I do is I do the singer impression, but I also... I break it down into three steps. Mm. So I talk about a singer's placement, Mm. what maybe they have a unique way of pronouncing words or vowels or a unique riff they do or something that's very noticeable. And then one other element that's also very noticeable. Mm. So, and I'm sure that's what, and I basically say like, this is how you sing like Lord. This is how you sing like Billie Eilish. Um, Mm. And I think that's what was interesting about it and why it kind of got a good amount of, of, uh, there was a lot of traction with it. Yeah. So that's kind of how it happened. And mm-hmm. it's been cool. It's, it's totally random. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, why is this happening? Not what I expected my 2020 to be, <laughs> yes. but, but it's been a cool way for me to the impressions I've always done for fun. It was just something I did. And it, like I said, it kind of challenges me to see if I can locate what's unique about a singer, but then also challenges my music knowledge in my ear to say, okay, if I can listen to it, can mm-hmm. I modify my voice to sound like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and in a weird way, it's made me very, it's made like my own voice like stronger mm-hmm. is see, mm-hmm. hearing all these different people and if changing my voice makes me now 100% know what my voice is. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. Which is very interesting. Um, And that was something, because that's something that with theater, you do so many different styles that sometimes I'm like, am I just mimicking? Like, am I, or is this actually me singing this Judy Garland song? But you often Um, don't want, as when you're performing, you don't want to sound like, like if you're playing alphabet, you don't want to sound like Adina Menzel. You want to sound like your own version. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been an odd journey, but mm-hmm. it's, I keep anybody that I talk to about it, I keep just saying like, whatever, I'm just open to whatever is coming yeah. and great, like grateful that I, I'm getting to present some of these mm-hmm. talents and some of my passions to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm really bad at social media. So (laughs) I'm sorry to people who follow me because I, there are days where I post like a bunch of things and I'm super happy about them. And like recently, like I haven't posted an impression video in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Mainly because I've, I've been busy with some other things. Um, but I need, I'm, I'm so bad at it. I need to be better at like social media strategy, I guess. If you want to hire me to be your social media person, I would totally, no. Honestly, like anybody can help me at this no. point. Um, I did want to ask, there's a bunch of things I want to ask you, but I want to ask you, is there anyone that you're like super scared to do or like, um, like you would or anyone anyone you're scared to do and then anyone on your wish list that you would love to do like or are they is it both or is it the same or um it's kind of a mix there's a lot of people that have made suggestions which is super cool because that gives me ideas of what to do a lot of people are like you need to impersonate Beyonce and I'm like absolutely not (laughs) he is well the other thing is and I'm not First, I can't impersonate Beyonce because she's just so good. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of people that are very good, but there's also people, this is, I had this conversation with someone, um, but there are some singers that they don't have super unique sounds that are just really good singers. Mm-hmm. And so mm. some of those, when I, like me as a female singer, if I try to impersonate a few of them, there's, it's just going to sound... Right. Like me. And that's, it's hard to explain, but like, like Lord has a really unique voice. Celine has a, because of her French Canadian accent that plays Mm -hmm. into it and the way that she sings. But there are some singers that just have really good voices. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, it's, it's still good. Like, it's not that they aren't unique, but they don't really pronounce things Mm -hmm. in a a different way or they don't have an accent. So some of them, it's, I probably won't do just because it would be hard to replicate them because it's not, it's not, I don't have to modify my voice as much. Right. That makes sense. Right. Um, There are a handful of people that I'm thinking about trying. Um, I've, I would really love to do um, an impression of Lady Gaga. That one's just tricky because she's so versatile, but I adore her. Um, I'm working on, I'm working on Sam Smith because he has a higher voice. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's also hard to impersonate some male singers just because their voices are lower than mine. But some that have the higher voice like Sam Smith, I'm kind of, we'll see, this is a random one, but I, I know I can do Ben Platt. I just have to work on it more. That's another one. It's like people that sing high. Um, A lot of people too have asked for Dolly Parton or, um, some people, a lot of people have asked for Reba and I love both of them. <laughs> yeah. So again, those are, both of them do have unique voices, but it's, they have, it's, um, I feel like a lot of people that sing country music have a similar tone mm. and then you just have to figure out the nuances of each singer. Right. So that's also why sometimes it takes me a little longer. Um, you got to do that Elvis, makes sense. obviously. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do an Indina Menzel one too, which I can oh, yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but I would love to do like a theater series, maybe yes, like yeah. do a Dina. Well, do, that really, um, that's really perfectly segues into what I was about to ask you is, um, and we talked about this before, but I would love for you to go through um, one of your videos, if you will, um, through sure. over the podcast. <laughs> over, it's not visual, but 
<laughs> so you gotta have to switch your brain a little bit but um yeah I my personal favorite is your Judy Garland one and I and I think that's one of your favorites too if I'm not mistaken yeah Judy so, was the first impression I ever did yeah yeah so if you can just like walk through the steps of that that would be wonderful <laughs> sure I don't that was a while ago so I don't know if I remember all yeah. of them mm-hmm. but I know when I talked about Judy's placement, which for people who aren't singers, placement is kind of where you focus your breath and air and also kind of the shape you make with your mouth and jaw. It just modifies the sound. Um, with Judy's placement, though, it was, it's, it's what we call lifted and forward, meaning that it doesn't fall in the back of the throat. It's very light and effortless, but she also keeps it really open. She had mm-hmm. nice, open, pure vowels. So that was the placement. Um, she also has what she's known for is that beautiful vibrato, um, which is kind of that golden age vintage Mm. sound of that vibrato, which is, um, there are ways to describe vibrato and I don't want to say it wrong, but (laughs) for me, when I sing, it feels like the vibrato is kind of under the note and helps lift Mm. it and guide it. Mm. That's a more of a visual thing. (laughs) Um, the other thing she does, which is my favorite thing Judy does, <laughs> is she does um, sometimes when she transitions from words or at the end of a phrase, she does like a little trickle of notes down into the next word or kind of riff down. Yes. Um, so let me think of what she sings and then I'll show you what I mean by all of this. Yes. Um, I also haven't sang today, so we'll see <laughs> how this goes. Um, we can so do multiple do, if you need to. We'll do multiple. <laughs> let's do, um, I also keep forgetting that this isn't live. So part of me is no, like, I have not. to be on right now, but you can edit. Yes. Um, so I'll do, I'll do Somewhere Over the Rainbow just because it's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, and then I'll do another song. To, it's, it's kind of well known. Yeah. Um, but the way she does it, so this is all of those pieces put together. Sorry, I'm laughing. No, you're good. (laughs) Myself preparing. Um, So this is somewhere over the rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high. So that's the impression. Mm -hmm. And then the way she does that little trickle down, the best one to do it in is her version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from Meet Me in Mm -hmm. St. Louis. So I'll do that little part. Um, It's the Someday soon we all will be together should the fates allow. That's that's amazing. (laughs) I don't know how that sounded over Zoom, but... So great, so great. There's an audience cheering somewhere. (laughs) I hope. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for doing that. That's lovely. You're welcome. Um, As you sip water. (laughs) I know. It's just dry. Mm. Um, No, I get it. Uh, I want to ask, too, with the... There's someone... I have, like, three questions in my head, and I'm like, which one do I want to ask? with the impressions too and the just kind of you know becoming this like viral video person like does it is there kind of this and with you not making videos and for a while like is there that added pressure of like oh yeah I'm now this person that has like has this bar and now I kind of have to meet that or is it just like is it still this like fun thing that I'm doing that I just did for fun or do you feel like is there pressure there I definitely feel that there's pressure um 
and I, again, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be like the unique one that's right, against right, right. <laughs> whatever, but, but truly like after the Buzzfeed article went out and like, that was probably when the most, like most stuff happened and my phone was constantly blowing up and that's really cool. Like, I'm so grateful that people like them and wanting to follow and support that. Right. But the moment it happened, I was like, I don't want this. Like I was so overwhelmed and it's just because I'm an anxious person. Um, And then more articles and news stuff came out and I was really excited. Like I was so excited to share. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned that I have a manager in New York and they were super supportive and they were like, this is great because it's you showing a skill and being able to show it to Mm -hmm. many people and it will lead to this. It will connect to these other things you also do. Um, so it was really cool, but there's definitely, there is definitely pressure and it's now hard because there's parts of me that are like, well, I just want to make whatever video I want, but right. I also am like, but people are following me for impressions, yeah. which isn't necessarily true because I, I've also, people are like, oh, post covers or we want to see this mm. or do that. So it's, I'm trying to stay as positive as I can, but it's mm. definitely, and social media also is very it very much triggers my anxiety, mm. um, especially during COVID because, yeah, it's just, social media is great, but also terrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's just pros and the cons to consensus. it. <laughs> yeah. And there are days where I'm like, I don't want to be on my phone so much, but mm. I feel mm. this obligation to right. keep posting videos and, and keep up this following, mm. which... Mm is yeah it's and it's just never something I've ever had to deal with and not necessarily again I don't mean to be like anti this but it's not necessarily something I ever wanted like I wanted like I'll be honest like I want recognition for my work and Mm. I want to feel like I want to and that sounds conceited but I think it's just a human thing like when Mm. I work hard at something I want people to say good job or applaud it and this is great but it's it's just yeah, it's just something new and I'm trying to navigate it because I'm also mm. like, well, this happened for a reason. So right. if I'm going to promote something outside of impressions, what do I want to promote? And I know for mm. me in the future, I would love to talk more about mental health awareness because yeah. that's part of my journey, but also mm-hmm. talking about how can we be joyful in a time that's very down? Yeah, <laughs> Like anything mm. I can that will, like because social media is sometimes hard for me to be on, what helps me and what I hope would help other people is if I focus my social media mm. on positive things right. so that if people mm. go on social media and see my content, it's not, Oh, another like impression that like, cool. It's, it's something right. where it's like, Oh, it was something presented with joy, but also here's like, here's something that's encouraging or here's something mm. that may help you information. Mm. So it's interesting that you ask that because mm-hmm. that's definitely something that's been really hard. Um, because I also, with my anxiety, I also am very, I try to be very aware of how I come across to people and, and what may be happening. And I, I replay conversations and situations in my head every night and I'm like, people hate me, which is not true. It's just, it's just like thought spiraling when I can't sleep. But, Mm. um, I had a point I was going to make. You're fine. Um, forget what I was going to say. <laughs> it was right. something about, oh, oh, this is what it was. Sorry. What I was getting to was I try to be very aware of 
if I'm coming across too, too cocky. Um, and for mm-hmm. me, it's always been a struggle of that fine balance. That's bet- like, am I being confident in who I am and my abilities or am I being cocky and, right. and ridiculous? Right. And that was, that's something that has always been hard for me. Um, and it's actually made me, it's actually made me a little more insecure than I would like. So, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be in life just more bold about who I am and not in a way that's going to like be too much or like slap you in the face, but just say like, this is who I am. Again, going back to, I've said the phrase a lot, this (laughs) interview, the be your genuine authentic self. But truly I think part of that is being confident in who you are and not being afraid to, to be that person. Right. Um, And I've heard so many, like in the, realm of acting and theater I've heard so many people say like don't ask permission um or don't apologize for something like Mm. be who you are and be confident in who you are and and a lot of people saying like advocate for yourself and what you want I had Mm. there was somebody that told me recently um I forget who um it was in a class but someone said oh it was Dan it was Dan and I cannot pronounce his last name but he's the music director for Wicked I did a class with the Wicked creative team Wicked on Broadway and he he's wonderful it's it's Mishy I can't I've probably said that name I'm not sure (laughs) I don't know either but I I don't know if he'll listen but Dan I'm sorry if I said your name um but he said he was like this he said in this industry like you can't wait for someone to ask you what you want. You have to go out and get what you want. Right. Like, and I think that's just a life thing is you mm-hmm. don't, it's the same thing. Like don't wait for someone to give you permission to do it. Mm. And in, in, in a, in a realm, like don't do something that's like not, not good, right. but, but really like don't. And I think that's don't ask for permission for those things. And that was how the video started is I wasn't like, I, I wasn't like, this is, I wasn't overanalyzing. I just went, you know what? Put it out there. It's a dumb video. Who cares? Mm. And good things came out of it. So Mm. I'm trying to just be conscious of my day to day and understand that I'm like, if I don't post an impression video and I just need a week to breathe, Mm. I'm allowed to do that Mm. because this is a part of, it's something I'm doing now, but it's not, I, I wouldn't say that this is my like career Right. Or it's not like my, the one thing I'm doing. I have a lot of other things I'm doing and it's a part of me that I get to share. So mm. it's, and I'm, I'm still probably not, I don't have all the answers and there's probably better ways <laughs> I can navigate this. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm trying and, and if anybody's listening that to this, that um, follows me and, and doesn't know me personally, you just follow because of that stuff. Like I'm excited to put more content out there. Just yeah. sometimes I need, <laughs> sometimes I need a, a break from social media. Yeah. Yeah, we all do. We all do. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is, what do you think one thing you would say, A, to like yourself, but right before um, maybe the BuzzFeed article went out or something that you know now that you would say to her, or just someone that like wants to be famous in a way, if you know what I'm getting like like have this platform I guess like have a platform where a lot of people see their content like what would you say you know to either what like yourself or that person yeah um I'm not again there's there's I'm one of I'm somebody who had that happen there's probably a lot of people that could give more advice than I could or better (laughs) advice but I think what I would say is regardless of what social media says or what these platforms are or anything just 
again, going back to my favorite phrase today, just mm -hmm. be yourself, just yeah. be your authentic self. Don't feel like you need to change or mold who you are to please quote unquote followers. Cause at mm -hmm. the end of the day, besides the people, you know, those are, those followers are just numbers on a screen mm -hmm. and, and they are important. I'm not saying people aren't important. It's a great way to connect. If we didn't have social right. media or technology right now, we'd all be, we'd all be lost. Yeah. We'd all be incredibly, <laughs> it would be really hard. Mm. Um, but I just think it's so easy to look at social media and see these picture perfect images of everybody else and compare. Mm. And it's not, it's, it's, a social media is a scrapbook of the good moments in our life or sometimes the vulnerable moments, whatever we choose to share, but it's not, it's a scrapbook. It's not every picture and it's not right. every, every moment. So just, it's being kind and gracious to yourself that, it's okay to, to mm -hmm. do, to do, to put content out there. It's okay to not, it's okay to have followers. It's okay to not mm -hmm. have followers. Mm -hmm. It's your journey. It's your unique life and whatever path you go down is where you're supposed to be and just be in the moment and enjoy it for what mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I love it. Be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. <laughs> Enjoy the journey. Yes. I probably just um, quoted like every home decor thing from like Target or Hobby Lobby. Yes, yes. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Spon not, not a sponsor, but we'll, we'll take Oh, I wish. One of, I wish Target would sponsor uh, me. Oh, absolutely. I'd have so many mugs. It's like me and Chip and Joanna. Like that's all I need in my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're great. Yeah. Um, I do want to get back to, of course, I, I think if – everything is culminated in one thing of what is Kimberly's passion. It is like, there's music and performing, I think, I think music and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, but where, where do you kind of now with the TikTok fame and the, the, you know, you've done performing for a couple of years and all of that and, you know, writing music, like you said, but where do you kind of like see yourself going? You know, I, I, if you would have asked, if you would have asked me this six months ago, I would have had a very specific answer. Right. But right. since COVID, I think I have no idea. Mm. Um, I, cause I still have a lot of goals in my head, but honestly, I would love to just see myself being able to do all the things I'm passionate about and live, like live fine. <laughs> like right. I don't need, to, I, I have never had a desire to be super wealthy. I mean, I want to like feel like comfortable financially. Mm -hmm. I'd like to pay off my loans yes. if anybody wants to donate. <laughs> Target, where's that? Sponsor? Target, where's my sponsorship? <laughs> um, but I yeah, I've I've I don't need I don't need a ton I don't need to have a, something that brings me a ton of money. I mean, obviously if that happened that'd be cool. But <laughs> I would just love to be able to to do music. I really see myself in the future putting out music, some singles, some albums. I've been writing a lot. I would love to just explore that more, mm. do more singing, more performing. I would love to do more theater. Um, right. I would love to keep growing in that career. I'd love to do Broadway. Mm. I, I feel like that's in my future. Um, so we'll just see when and how that journey comes. Yeah. Um, but with the music, this goes with the music. I really want to be able to write something and, and have something published. Um, I just want, I know for me, art is very healing and also where I feel the most myself. So I just want to be able to use all of these artistic expressions and have a very full life. 
Mm. Now, outside of art, where I see myself mm-hmm. is at some point when COVID is over, at some point in our lives, my boyfriend and I are going to get engaged <laughs> and then get married, but 2020 <laughs> is not the year. Um, so I do see that. I see at some point in my life, I see a family. I don't know when, mm. not sure where we're going to live, but, but I just, I just want, I just want to fill my life with as much, as much joy and happiness as I can. Mm. And it's not going to be perfect. And I know that. Right. Um, but I, I, it's hard to say specifically where I see myself, but I definitely see those are all the things that I would like and I want. Yeah. Um, and I think also, I think we all kind of have experienced this maybe, and it, everyone has a different situation, but I know for me, being able to see, spend time with family and friends mm. has just been really great. Um, time, having time with those people. Because mm. um, time, time can be a really good gift. Yeah. Just having time. Yeah. And we've been given a huge gift of time. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we have. I am excited to see um, what kinds of art happens after COVID. Yeah. Um, And I think there, there, because there's a lot of, especially on television, there is a lot of kind of dark material um on yeah. television and then i wonder if we'll get a lot of comedies after this if we'll get a lot of like like what and what like the theater scene will be like like what musicals yeah. will come out of covid or like and what you know type of song i mean obviously we've already gotten folklore so um, oh i know yeah, yeah which is incredible but i wonder what other types of things we'll get um which is so exciting and i'm excited to see what that comes out of you too like what comes out of wow, let's see. <laughs> whatever yeah. happens whatever happens we will take it um well as we're kind of wrapping up here which i've loved this discussion and talking i know this has been so great <laughs> um i do ask every guest two questions so i hope you're ready <laughs> um, we'll see <laughs> um and for of course first of all if i was able to hand you a blank check which maybe one day but i know and um <laughs> say you know use this towards your passion how would you use that oh man um (laughs) i think i would probably because my mind is so much towards writing and songwriting right now i think i would invest in some good recording equipment Mm. because i have some but there's a few things i need to invest in to just get a good the good sound and and quality that I want. Mm. Um, I also would love, because I've talked a lot about like growing and learning, I would love to take, I would love to use that to take like some, some classes on some random things. Like, Mm. um, like there's, um, what is it? There's a, I think it's, it's Harvard or Yale has a really cool course about like psychology of happiness or something, Mm. something on those lines. And that's just something I would love to take. And I know people who have taken it and they're like, it's so cool. And it's just so interesting to talk about it. Right. Um, so something on those lines, it would be recording equipment and then being able to take like a super, like a random class that I don't necessarily need, but I know it would serve me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, and then secondly, what is something that you're loving right now? It can be something in pop culture. It can be something in your life. Like it can be anything and I can go first so you can have some time to think about, have a minute to think about it. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's such a broad question, but I, I love hearing people's answers. Um, and I need to think, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to think of one too. Um, 
really enjoyed this movie the other day. I think a lot of the times I've said like a movie, a podcast, a thing, but I've really enjoyed this movie. Actually, I was going to say this at the beginning and I totally forgot. I have so many things going on in my head that I always, I'm so ADD. I can't even begin to, whatever. But anyway, um, this is the first podcast that I'm recording from my new home for the next four years, which is Norfolk, Virginia. So I used to live in Lynchburg, but now moved to Norfolk. So um, that is definitely one thing I'm loving is living in, we're like in the city. We're like right by the water. So that's really fun. Beautiful. Um, We literally can walk like anywhere except we have to drive to the grocery store but there we can you know walk to a lot of places and that's really fun um for those that know that you know I had my wife on as a guest and she's starting medical school so all these crazy amazing things that are about to happen are very exciting so there's that but I'm also loving this movie that I watched on Hulu called Palm Springs I don't know if you've heard of it or I've seen is it with Andy Samberg yes it has Andy Samberg and Kristen Miliati, who actually yes. started in um in theater she was in one yeah Broadway. i adore her yes oh she's, she's so great and she, she was, was also the mother in how i met your mother i was about yes. to say that but i also was like should i i i was afraid to spoil but i was like if you have not watched all of how i met yeah. your mother yet i don't no pity and also my <laughs> probably my favorite part of how i met your mother if i'm honest she's she's incredible yeah um but that movie is just I'm not, I went in, I would highly recommend going in totally blind as I did. I knew, I just heard buzz about it. And so I said, okay, I'm going to give this a try. Super amazing concept, super cool. Um, yeah, it's great. I would highly recommend on Hulu if you have Hulu. So go check that out. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. Um, I've seen like ads and stuff for that. And I love both of them. So I was yeah. like, I'll put this on my list. Do it. Um, so what about you? What are you loving right now? What am I loving? <laughs> um, I am to go, it's kind of like two things. Um, yeah. To go on like the the watching route. My boyfriend and I, we're late to the game, but we just started The Good Place. Oh yeah. Which I'm... I, and I kind of knew what it was and I love um, Kristen Bell. And then the more people that showed up in the show, I was like, wow, I love this. But I think it's so funny and really clever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, for just like, it's just a nice, like for a fun, easy, like comedy to watch and, Mm -hmm. and not have to think about too much. So I'm kind of into that. Um, And then I've been, um, I've been actually taking a writing intensive with one of my favorite authors. Her name is Hannah Brencher. Um, cool. And she's, she's just great. And she's done some Ted talks mm. and some other things and, um, and has all of these, like she's written so many different things, but she's so down to earth too. She mm. wrote a book about like, uh, she has wrote a book called come matter here, which is one of my favorite books ever and truly changed my life. Um, it's very, very down to earth, very honest about what people struggle with. Right. Um, but also how you can like overcome those things. Mm-hmm. So I, I truly think that if people need like a good book to encourage you, especially during COVID and you're in your twenties, read Come Matter Here by Hannah Brencher. It's okay. incredible. Um, but so I'm taking her writing intensive, which is so, so good. And really just a really awesome like writing class thing that's mm. reminding me of fundamentals, but also reminding me of like to just focus on like, a huge part in the beginning is focusing on like um, 
what your writer's voice is and also stop believing these doubts and lies that you have inside of you. Mm. Like stop saying that you're not qualified, that you don't have time, that you're not smart Mm. enough. You are these things. You just have to, those are not real. That's not who you are, which is like a a common theme in a lot of books and things I've been reading recently is like, stop believing our lies, like, Mm. because they're not true. So it's just funny that that keeps coming back. Um, But those are, that's what I'm loving. That's awesome. I'm loving more things too. But <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like sometimes I, I, I'm like, maybe I'll, I struggle to, to think about this. And then I feel like I have like six things in my head that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm loving that. Loving Grey's Anatomy. Like uh, so many. Yeah. Things. And I'm sure once we're done here, I'll think of like 10 other things. Yeah. And be like, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, it's funny how that um, concept of, you know, don't believe the lies that are in your head is so simple um but it's like so hard you must for our entire lives yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like that definitely could be a whole other podcast oh yeah yeah could be a whole series yeah just talking about that (laughs) absolutely absolutely well kimberly thank you so much for being on this thank you so so much for having me yeah it's so much fun um and everyone go follow on instagram is it's k camacho right or kim j camacho k-i-m j and then camacho uh-huh. is yeah mm-hmm. you'll see it it'll be written in the yeah, description yeah. <laughs> yes i'll put I'm it assuming. down below and then tiktok of course it's kimothy with wise i think five wise yes because yes. all the other ones were taken oh you gotta put that one <laughs> that fifth other y <laughs> yeah that's what it set it up yes and then i did want to ask you if you could can people go like subscribe or like to that that thing you do about joy yes um, okay, um so on my where they can find that sure um on my instagram twitter and on my tiktok i have a link tree thing mm-hmm. in my website mm-hmm. which has all these different links to like my youtube and my website but the first thing that pops up it says sign up for my joy emails and you can pop okay. your email in there and it'll go straight to my my list and and you'll you'll get a welcome email and then you'll be um you'll be set to get them i send them out every wednesday in the morning and it's just it's simply to spread joy and encourage people Mm. and also open to community and whoever wants to like discuss things like i always tell people like you can email me like this will come back to me and you can email me yes yes um so yeah all my social media bios in if you click the link there um that's where that that option will come up cool and i will put that down below as well um yeah well thank you again so much and everyone go follow her go go look at all the other tiktok impressions because they are amazing but follow her keep up with kimberly because she you're gonna go places i know (laughs) hopefully hopefully when it's safe yes when it's safe um Well, everyone go follow Passion Project on social media um, and share this episode and we will see you next time.